You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Is no credentials required covering sports around the mighty 518. Part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. Here is your host, Ryan McCarthy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to No Credentials Required, episode 56, or as the corner booth pregame calls it, the Lawrence Taylor episode. We are brought to you by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. And as always, before I continue with this episode, just want to remind you to go to our social media pages. First off, on Twitter and Instagram, Belly Up NCR, Facebook.com forward slash Belly Up Sports NCR, and on YouTube, just do a search for No Credentials Required. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notifications button. I'm being more consistent this year with be- with posting videos of clips of past episodes of present episodes i'm gonna try to put more present episodes together maybe do some reaction videos and just increase that channel increase that side uh that was my one of my new year's intention was to was to get going on the youtube side and being more consistent about it hopefully that will uh hopefully this being more consistent about different things will turn into will turn into some a more successful podcast in the future so but this is for you the listeners Thank you for listening. And if you're on the podcast platform, hit subscribe, hit the subscribe button, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podchaser, wherever you find podcasts, go ahead and subscribe, leave a review. I might even read it on the air. Let's get into episode 56 in just a moment. But before I do that, 
Let me tell you about our friends on the Godzilla Media side at Mohawk Honda. It's a new year with new goals. Start your new year right behind the wheel of a new or pre-owned vehicle that fits your budget and your New Year's resolutions. Stop into Mohawk Honda and check out our broad selection of pre-owned inventory. We're here to, to find the right make, model, and price point to fit your budget. Our goal is to help you meet your goals. Let Louis the VIP man Morales, Jake Hot Sauce Doyle, Cars with Kern Swoboda, or Mark from Clifton Park Ellis Jr. connect you with the perfect deal. And right now is the perfect time to trade top dollar for your trade-in with the Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer. Same day check in your hand, the day you trade in your vehicle. Just ask for Brian, buy with BMAC McKenna, Mike Bennis, Nicole Oser, or Cam, let's do a deal McKenna. Again, all of our sales and leasing consultants will make your New Year's automotive goals their top priority. I can also recommend Easy Evans Whalen, who is my guy who hooked me up with my 2016 Honda HRV. Start the New Year right with just the right deal at Mohawk Honda in Glenville, where they always go out of their way to please you. Okay, that was terrible. <laughs> Thank you, Mohawk Honda, for being a partner with Godzilla Media and with the No Credentials Required podcast. So let's start off this week with the mighty 518 sports beat. Let's talk about the Albany Firewolves win at Philadelphia. It was a big win for the Firewolves as they maintained the lead for the entire game. And they moved to 2-2 two and two in the Eastern Conference with a 9-8 win over the Philadelphia Wings at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania this past Saturday afternoon. Now, the funny thing is about this game that the Firewolves were actually the original iteration of the Philadelphia Wings before they had moved to New England, to Uncasville, Connecticut, a few years ago. They were the original Philadelphia Wings. So the Wings moved to Connecticut, and now they are the Albany Firewolves. So it's just kind of funny that the old Wings are playing the new Wings, and they played on Saturday afternoon for the first time. Let's start from the first period we had. Joe versus Terrence, he gets his first goal. He gets the first goal of the game from Charlie Kitchen and Jonathan Durst and Jordan Durston give Albany a one nothing lead. And then Cam Watkinson, he gets his first of the year from Resetards about just about three minutes and two seconds later to give Albany a two nothing lead going into the second quarter. And the scoring that starts to begin, Resetards gets his second goal of the game on the power play at 238 mark of the second quarter. Then finally, the Wings get on the board, Matt Rambo. He scores his first of the game, cuts the lead to 3-2, or 3-1, excuse me. Andrew Q continues continue his hot, hot hand. He gives the Firewolves a 4-1 lead, and then Corey Small scores the first of his four goals of the game at the 8-0-3 mark to cut the league to 4-2. Albany adds a fifth goal in the second quarter. Ryan Benish, uh, Ryan Benesh gets his first of the game. His third as a firewolf from Joe versus Terrence at the 8.36 mark. Albany takes a 5-2 lead. And then then Liord of the Wings scored to bring the lead to cut the lead to 5-3 th- to going into the locker room. Third quarter, Firewolves back in the power play, and Andrew Q scores his second of the game to give to give Albany a 6-3 lead. Corey Small adds his second of the game to cut the lead to 6-4 going into the fourth quarter. Then Jacob Bruet. Scores his first of the game. Albany has a 7-2-4 lead. Then the Wings go on a run of three consecutive goals as Crowley and Small score goals. uh, Small scored the the third and fourth of his four goals of the game 
Game's tied at seven at the 548 mark, and then a little less than five minutes later, Rue adds the game-winning goal from Banesh and Q to give Albany an 8-7 lead. Ressa Terrence, a minute and 50 seconds later, gives the insurance goal for the Firewolves. He scored. He he had three goals and three assists in this game, Joseph Ressa Terrence did. So it's a 9-7 lead. Uh, Philadelphia cuts the lead to 9-8. To they get the last chance. They bring on an extra attacker in the final minutes. And... That was it. Doug Jamison stuck tall and he went up with he went up with 38 saves for the Firewolves. Zach Higgins, his counterpart for the Wings, had 47 saves on 56 shots. So very defensive game for both teams. Lots of saves by both goaltenders and a very low scoring game for the for the National Lacrosse League. As the Firewolves not only get their first conference win, they also even up to 500. They sit fifth in the Eastern Conference with a with a 98 win over the Philadelphia Wings. So this week they're off. They will come back to the MVP Arena on Saturday the 29th. Well, they have a home game against the Hall- against the Halifax Thunderbirds, eight o'clock start, which is very interesting for the Firewolves. Usually some of these games start at 7:30 or 7 o'clock. This past Saturday's game was a matinee, 12 uh, was a 12 noon matinee, but. They'll, be, they'll have an 8 o'clock start against the Halifax Thunderbirds at the MVP Arena. Let's take a look at the standings in the NLL currently. First place, Halifax Thunderbirds, they're 3-0. Buffalo, they're 4-0. Rochester are right behind them at 2-1. Philadelphia in fourth with a 3-2 record. Albany climbing up the standings now at 2-2. The Toronto Rock are 2-3. Georgia Swarm 1-3 and the New York Riptide. They are 0-4. In the Western Conference, San Diego Seals surprisingly getting off to a 4-1 start. Colorado Mammoth sits right behind them at 3-1. Vancouver's at 2-2. Calgary's 1-2. Saskatchewan Rush, which is very surprising, at 1-4. And Panther City Lacrosse Club, the expansion team, they are sitting at 1-4. But at least they're not the New York Riptide. One hope that I have with this Albany Firewolves teams, I'm hoping to bring in some guys from the uh, to do some interviews, maybe interview some players, maybe bring on uh, Glenn Clark, who's the head coach of the team, do some interviews with them as we go along the season with the with the, with the uh, with the podcast. So stay tuned. Look at our social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'll let you know about any uh, upcoming interviews with any Albany Firewolves team members, whether it be coaches, whether it be players. You'll find out from me. All right, so we're going to move on to the Adirondack Thunder. Only one game last week. They went to Reading, Pennsylvania, and they unfortunately lost 6-2 to two against Reading as Reading had a dominant first period, scoring two goals in the opening frame. Uh, Dominic Cormier and Anthony Gragnon both scored in the first period. And then it went into the second period with Patrick Bykov, Scoring in the second period, and Dominic Cormier scoring his second of the game as Reading took a 4-0 lead before the Thunder responded as Shane Harper scored at 8-24. Third period, Trevor Gooch basically sealed up the game at 9:36 mark with a goal. Philip Virgili of the Thunder responded at the 13:50 mark with a goal of his own. Then Patrick McNally, he wrapped up all scoring at 18:55. And Redding took the game six to two for Redding. Hayden Hockey had 20 saves on 22 shots, and Brandon Castle 
had 27 saves on 32 shots. Uh, that last goal in the third period was an empty net goal. Thunder currently actually they took a slide. They took a slide after this that loss down to fifth place in the North Division. Currently, and Red, we have a new leader on the leaderboard in the North Division. As the Reading Royals, they climb up to first place. 27 point, they have 33 points in 27 games played with a 14, 8, and 4 record. Newfoundland is the second. They've only played 22 games so far. Uh, I know border restrictions with travel and border restrictions have limited both the New England Growlers and the Trois Rivieres Lions from doing any traveling to play games. Uh, but with both travel and arena restrictions, they haven't they haven't played too many games lately, but Newfoundland has a couple of games to make up. They have twenty two. They have thirty two points in twenty two games, fifteen five and two. Maine sits in third. Thirty. They've actually remarkably played thirty games. They've they're scored. They have thirteen thirteen and three with one shutout loss. One shootout loss. They sit in third in third place at thirty points. Trois Rivier. They are in fourth place with a. 14 and 9 record with one shootout loss, 29 points. Adirondack just behind them with 28 points in 27 games, 13 and 2 with two overtime losses. And in last place, the worst are Railers, 28 goal, 28 games, 24 points in 28 games. They are 11, 5, 1 and 1. So coming up for the Thunder this week. They will play one game at home at the Cool Insuring Arena on Friday night, the 21st. They'll take on the Reading Royals. Hopefully it's be a revenge game, knock the, knock the Royals off their block a little bit. Then they travel to Worcester for two games on Saturday night at 7.05 and then on Sunday afternoon at 3.05. We're going to move on from the... Actually, one more thing with the Adirondack Thunder. The ECHL All-Star Classic takes place actually tonight, as I recorded a couple couple hours before this game starts. The ECHL All-Star Classic will take place Monday night. It'll be broadcast on the NHL Network. The Jacksonville Icemen are hosting this year's event, and they'll take on a team of ECHL All-Stars, including Thunder defenseman Joe Masonius. And Masonius was elected to take place in the All-Star Contest as he leads all Thunder defensemen with 16 points. He has three goals and 13 assists in 24 games. That includes five points on the power play, one goal, and four assists. So congratulations to Joe. He's on his way to the ECHL All-Star Classic. All right, we're going to move on to the Albany Empire news. And that's some big, pretty big announcements last week. The Empire signed three players onto their roster for this coming season. This coming season on Wednesday, they signed kicker Nick Belcher to a contract after last season's kicker, Craig Peterson, announced on social media that he would be trying out for the USFL. So he's looking to increase his get more notice for the NFL or the CFL. So, Craig, we wish you good luck. Uh, but from moving forward, the Empire signs Nick Belcher. Nick Belcher was on the 2019 Jacksonville Sharks team that won the National Arena League Championship. He is also known for his trick shots, uh, kicker trick shots on social media. So he posts on his Twitter account, which is at nbelcher37. So check out his 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 trick kicks, as I call them. Pretty fun stuff there. And uh, on Thursday, oh, they signed some guy named Darius Prince. Uh, oh, <laughs> all jokes aside, all jokes aside, Darius Prince was a big reason for the 
Albany Empire's championship season last year. He finished with 30 touchdown receptions. He had 36 touchdowns overall. And not only did the Empire finish first in the league last year, but he also helped the Empire win the National Arena League Championship in their return in 2021. Now, on Friday, the Albany Empire signed one more quarterback, and that's Sam Castronova. Sam Castronova was part of the Carolina Cobras last year. That gives some more competition coming into camp. So we've got three quarterbacks on the roster. We've got Castronova. Uh, last week, I mentioned that the Empire signed Mike Fawful. Uh, he played with the, believe he played with the Jacksonville Sharks last year. And they and they re-signed. They're bringing back David Pendell. So it's going to be lots of competition coming into the coming into the uh, training camp. Open tryouts start, I believe, on the 26th. So last year, Coach Manius mentioned Coach uh, Tom Manius mentioned that he would sign a player from a tryout. He did that. It wound up being a wound up being Gabe Ostrow, who played linebacker. He was a big part of the Empire last year, so I have a feeling that Coach Manius is also going to sign a player from open tryouts this time around too. But I, don't take my word for it. Hopefully, we'll we'll get a quote from him going forward. And one more signing I forgot to mention on last week's podcast. I forgot to mention that the Empire also signed Jordan Williams to the roster. You know, Jordan Williams. If you're an Empire fan, you may remember him from the 2018 season. With the Albany Empire, he primarily returned kicks. He was part of that Empire team that should have gone to the Arena Bowl. And then the next season, he was in the Philadelphia Soul during the Arena Football League's final season. Last season, he was a member on the he was a member of the Jacksonville Sharks. He was second on the team in receptions, and he also was second in the league in average receiving yards per game. So, we're gonna welcome Nick. We're gonna welcome back Darius and Jordan, and we'll also welcome. Sam Castronova as well. That'll do it for this edition of the Mighty 518 Sports Beat. Going to return in just a second with the Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view portion of the show. First, this message from Manscaped on Belly Up Sports. Roses are red, violets are blue, but don't let a wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY for 20% off and free shipping. The holidays went by so quickly. Did you remember to take care of your package with the best tools for the job? The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is just the thing every guy needs in their life to make each and every day just a little more special. The number one product in this package is the Lawmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. And get this, the trimmer's advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate balls. It even has a 4,000K LED spotlight so you can shave anywhere your heart desires. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com today. All right. Thanks, Manscaped, for helping with at Belly Up Sports. Go support Belly Up Sports with that promo code and get your get your nuts in shape, guys. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. It's around the corner. Metro New York Sports from an upstate point of view. Going to only talk about the New Jersey Devils in this segment because I've, I've got an announcement at the end of the show. 
uh, in terms of the New York Jets. I'm going to cover them later this week. But first, let's talk about the New Jersey Devils. Only one game this past week when they traveled to Long Island to UBS Arena for their game against the New York Islanders. Devils suffer a 3-2 regulation loss to the Islanders. Igor Sharangovich continues his hot scoring streak. Four goals in four consecutive games for him. He opened up scoring assists by Colton White and P.K. Subban. Devils took a 1-0 lead. Josh Bailey on the power play. He scores a power play goal at the with, with just under one minute, with just over one minute left in this first period from Anthony Beauvillier and Zach Parise. Second period, only one goal. Adam Pellick, he gets a, he gets a goal from Zach Parise and Kiefer Bellows. Islanders take a 2-1 lead. Third period on the power play, the Devils score. Nathan Bastion adds his sixth goal of the season from Ty Smith and Nico Heischer. Scores tied up at two, but Devils for Devils. Heartbroken at the end, Matthew Barzell scored with 4.53 left in the game from Scott Mayfield and Josh Bailey. Islanders hold on for the 3-2 win. Important win for them, but bad loss for the Devils. Islanders improved to 11-12-6. They haven't played as many games as the Devils this year because of their COVID protocol back in November. All their COVID problems back in November. New Jersey drops to 14-18-5. And quick, quick look at the standings in the Metropolitan Division. New York Rangers sit atop at 54 points, followed by Carolina, Washington, Pittsburgh. Coming up for that all-important wild card, the Devils are in a three-way race right now with Columbus, Philadelphia, and New uh, with Columbus and Philadelphia. Columbus has 35 points. Philadelphia is right above the Devils with 33 points, only based on the fact that the Devils have more losses than the Islanders right now. So Devils won't make the playoffs. They got some work cut out for them. But we got some games to make up. I believe they have they have five games to make up because of their scheduling issues with with uh, COVID with other teams on COVID, and get back to action on Wednesday when they take on the Arizona Coyotes. Another pieces of uh, another piece of uh, doubles related news: Jack Hughes, center Jack Hughes, was elected for the All Star game in Las Vegas. But a lot of doubles fans, myself included, believed his line mate Jesper Bratt also deserved consideration. Brat leads the team in goals, assists, overall points, power play points, and game-winning goals. He filled in as the Devils' primary goal scorer when Jack Hughes went down in mid-October after a shoulder injury. Brat is on the last men in ballot for the Metropolitan Division for All-Star voting. Hopefully he gets in because he's definitely worthy of consideration. I've also written an article on bellyupsports.com giving my reasons why Jesper Bat deserves a consideration for the All-Star game. And again, I'm hoping that Devils fans will definitely get out the vote and make sure that he gets the last man in spot for the Metropolitan Division because I mean why wouldn't you why wouldn't you want to see him with Jack Hughes lighting up the boards lighting up the scoreboard or Alexander Ovechkin for that matter. I mean this is the one thing that I'm hoping for this All-Star vote is that breaks the, with having Jack Hughes there and hopefully having Jesper Bratt there? Is that breaks this trope of New Jersey Devils hockey being boring and unimaginative and lifeless? And it's not. If you if you're a Devils fan like me, you know you're going to defend this position to the hill. Like oh, the Devils ruined hockey back in the '90s. Okay, stop. Let's just stop. It's been four decades. Let's stop that trope. Let's move on. It's a new era. 
with more open hockey, bigger superstar. We got better superstars than we had back in the day. We have more superstars, more American-born superstars when Jackie, which Jack Hughes is, and this boring, this boring tropism of New Jersey Devils hockey being boring. It's got to stop, and hopefully it stops. It, hopefully, it stops at Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt. All right. So before I came on, I threw out a question on. I said, "Hey, ask me a question on Twitter," and just want to let you know about that. We did get a response. <laughs> we did get a response. And that response was from a gentleman named Thomas. He's in Glenville. He asks, was the NFL wildcard a bad wildcard weekend, a bad idea. Now we had two games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, and we have a Monday night game tonight on ESPN. I would say, no, it's not a bad idea. I think the weird thing is, is that is that the CBS telecast, it's simulcast to Nickelodeon, which has the you know they're trying to do a good job. The NFL is great at marketing, and I wish that other leagues like the NHL or, for that matter, the Canadian Football League also would take notes from the NFL and market their game to a younger crowd. And that's what they're doing on Nickelodeon with all their animations and the slime cannons and SpongeBob and Patrick being on the. Uh, being on the uprights uh, between the uprights uh, for the extra points and for the field goals. Uh, in terms of wildcard weekend, this one was a little strange. It's only strange because ESPN is getting, uh, or ESPN or ABC, they're getting a Monday night game, which is the, for the first time ever, you're going to have a Monday night game, uh, Monday night playoff game, which is sort of new to everybody. And kind of throws people off because it's 8 15 on a monday night granted it's martin luther king day people still gotta work go to work in the morning so i think it's a good idea but i don't think the monday night game would be a good idea moving forward um this weekend we had plenty of duds in terms of playoff games we had the Raiders and Bengals was a good game. I think the refer, I think the officiating made it very interesting. Uh, they kept it kept both teams in the game. Uh, the Raiders kept kicking field goals when they needed to score touchdowns. And the NFL, you don't win by kicking field goals. That's part of the matter. But they went up. Bengals went up surviving, win their first playoff game in thirty years. Thirty years. So, congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals. You did it. You can now send text messages saying, how about them Bengals when the <laughs> during the playoffs? The second game on Saturday, total blowout. Bills just totally went, went, went just, just went nuthouse on the Patriots, 47-17. Then on Sunday, we had the Buccaneers go, go totally, they went totally crazy on the Philadelphia Eagles. And I got to say this to the Philadelphia Eagles fans out there. Don't give up on Jalen Hurts. And I tweet, I sent this tweet on my personal account uh, at who is Ryan MCC during Sunday's game between Tampa and and Philadelphia. A lot of Philly fans out there there, and that includes Bryce from Sports with a T and a Z and the Made in Philly podcast, both available on Godzilla Media podcasts. Um, he is a big, is a huge, is a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. And like a lot of Philadelphia Eagles fans, 
this morning or this afternoon or today, they are very besides themselves. They're very beside themselves because their Eagles lost and nobody pictured them getting into the playoffs. And I agree. Nobody pictured them going to the playoffs this year, but they ran into basically the greatest quarterback of our time. Not only that, they also ran into a defense that was very good, that schemed, that schemed against what they wanted to do. They could stop the, they could stop the run. The Eagle, the, the Buccaneers were third in run defense this year. So what Todd Bowles did was that he predicated his defense basically not only to stop the run, but put the pressure on Jalen Hurts to try to make big throws. And Jalen Hurts does not have the weapons, all the also all the offensive weapons, at least not yet. I mean, yes, he has Devontae Smith, but Devontae Smith didn't even didn't even figure into this game. His leading receiver, I believe, was Dallas Goddard. Or was it Quez? Maybe it was Quez Watkins. I don't know. They they were down thirty-one nothing at one point, and they scored those two insurance touchdowns to make the game closer than it actually was. But this is why I noted on Twitter. I said on Twitter that Todd Bowles schemed his defense like he did in the Super Bowl, where they stuffed the run and on passing downs they sent he sent their the the linebackers back into coverage, and Hurts wasn't playing up to the to his level to the level that most Eagles fans anticipate he he did this year and they're very overreactive and thinking that they need to move on from him and it's like and it said no they need to add at least one more wide receiver as a weapon and they other than having uh Miles Sanders and Boston Scott I would probably bring in one more running back just to say just to have someone in that lineup to carry the load if Sanders or Scott is hurt I think they were being very overreactive and and saying that they need to move on from Hertz. It was Hertz first full season at quarterback, folks. <laughs> Anywho. Then we had their then we had the other the second of only the two good games in the in the wild card. Hopefully the Ram hopefully Rams Cardinals is going to be a good game tonight, but Cowboys Niners was an okay game. The end made it very interesting with the Cowboys scoring that late touchdown, getting the ball back, driving down the field, and then that weird, that really weird, just very strange call on second and four with 14 seconds left. You were on a draw play? A draw play. But we can't put the, we can't just say that that was the only bad play during the game. You committed 14 penalties in that game. You deserve to lose. That's all I'll say to that. And then finally, Kansas City basically sending Ben Roethlisberger on on his last way out, on his way out, going up 35, 7, 30, 42 to 14 at one point, and basically saying, retiring Ben Roethlisberger. It was, it reminded me a lot of the Jacksonville Jaguars on Dan, in Dan Marino's last game ever, playoff game. It doesn't want to be like 66 to 7. It's also Jimmy Johnson's final game as head coach of the, of the, of the Miami Dolphins. But I'm hoping that Rams Cardinals is going to be a good game tonight. So to answer guys, uh, well, okay, it was guys. So to answer <laughs> answer guys' question, was this weekend was this weekend's NFL Wild Card Weekend a bad idea? I don't think it's a bad idea. I think there's too many teams in it, and I think they should allow this two seed to have a bye week. I think two. I think seven teams is too many teams. We saw the two seven seeds basically get pounded into the ground, and teams that don't deserve to be there don't deserve to be there. I know it's an extra 
extra spot and an extra opportunity for an extra paycheck for these players. That's great. On top of this, on top of the ones they have for the week seven for week 18, when they have seven, their 17th game. Great idea. But I think that the seventh seed, I don't think they should exist anymore. You have your, you should have your six or eight. If anything, you need your, your six best teams to be in the playoffs at all times. So that's my story. That's why I think about the NFL wildcard weekend. All right, folks. So thanks for sticking with me for the drop-in for this edition of the drop-in. I really do appreciate it. Just want to remind you about our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram at bellyupncr, facebook.com forward slash bellyupsportsncr, and on YouTube, search for no credentials required, hit the subscribe button, hit the notifications button, and also want to remind you about our bonfire store, bonfire store, bonfire.com. Search no credentials required. We've got t-shirts. We've got hoodies. Hopefully we're going to have performance t-shirts soon. We've got ladies t-shirts to wear, but we also have a fundraiser for No Shave November. They support a lot of cancer research causes. Oh, and my other announcement. So this is the first of not one, not two, but three episodes this week. I recorded my episode, which which will drop next Friday with coach Jeff Reinbold. He is a Longtime coach has spent many years in the NCAA and in the CFL, and he was gracious enough to take some time from the UK to talk to little old me in Saratoga, New York, uh, and talk talk for an hour uh, about his his career in the in both the NCAA, the CFL, and also NFL Europe. He had some very he had a very interesting time in Europe. So I'm going to give you a little sneak preview of that. Here it is right now with Coach Jeff Reinbold. Mm-hmm. You know, you go through that indoctrination that you get in college and your parents and all of it. And I had, I had wonderful parents, mm-hmm. but I, you know, you know, the expectations that you got to have it figured out when you're 24 years old and yeah. you got to be on the path. And, you know, like I didn't even know what the path was. I was just, I was just <laughs> going and, and, you know, I think now, I look at my life and I've been just so blessed and so fortunate and Mm -hmm. so much to be grateful for. And it, and really it's all about in every, at every turn, it's all about people. That interview with Jeff Reinbold will be released on Friday on Wednesday. We'll have a special episode, uh, which will be a New York jets round table discussion with two friends. uh, My friend Kyle from the Trav and Rigney show on Godzilla Media, and my buddy Dan Goldstein, who's my co-host, former co-host on Downtown Jets, on the Downtown Jets podcast. We'll we'll do a roundtable discussion about the New York Jets season, what they need to do going forward. Lots of hope in New York Jets land, which I wrote about on bellyupsports.com. Go ahead and check that out. All right, so that's going to do it for episode 56 of No Credentials Required. I've been your host, Ryan McCarthy. Thanks again for listening. To no credentials required where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We'll see you next time. Music courtesy of Joseph McDade. Check him out and support his music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No credentials required as a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media.
thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.